0: Hello! Welcome to episode 42 of the Dunkin' Donuts Push-to-Shout Podcast. That's not what it's called. I am your host tonight, Brutal Powder. I'm Skippy. me, the lovely, the beautiful, the charming Skippy Sigmatic. Yes, all those things. And we've got stuff to talk about. Video games, not video games, um, and a journey into the pits of hell itself. But before oh. we get to that, Skippy... What's new? Tell us. Uh, well,
1: I've done some video games this week. I, uh, In anticipation of Metal Gear Solid V finally coming out, I've decided to pick up and play Ground Zeroes some more. And uh, I I was at times frustrated with that game, but also having fun with it. Um, I, I, There's something about Ground Zeroes that I, I feel like Ground Zeroes actually isn't that great of a Representation of what Metal Gear Solid 5 will be like because the gameplay, although the gameplay is the same, it's, it's, it seems like it's reliant on a lot more memorizing time. and memorizing like, here's where the guards are, here's the paths in, you know, it feels more like if you're trying to get a good rank on the mission or whatever, that you just need to memorize the path that you need to take. That's the best path and, and yeah. where all the guards go and all that. And that, that I feel like Metal Gear Solid 5 is like, the the opposite of that, and because like it, it it feels like a lot of that is reliant on kind of random events, sort of semi random, where like you just can't anticipate some things happening. Like maybe an enemy is just going to drive up in a jeep, and you didn't see it coming at all. Uh, and that just doesn't happen in Ground Zeroes because it's all very very scripted. So I I, I don't know. I, I I was trying to I was trying to kind of relieve some of my nugget Solid Five thirst. And instead, I've just worsened it because Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes just didn't really uh, didn't really do a good job of doing that. Because it does feel like a different game from what I've seen of uh Metal Gear Solid 5. But we'll get back to that, actually, because there is a new gameplay thing. And I, I I think I'd seen it when we did the last week's podcast, but we didn't You're talk about it. You're talking about, about
0: the, the Mother Base? Yeah, game. the Mother Base yeah, gameplay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a
1: lot uh, to talk about there. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, I played more of the Rocket League game that I enjoy so much. It's a very good game. Uh, I've got a couple friends that I'm playing with, and we're getting good. We're figuring out how to do aerials and stuff like that. We're 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 pros now, basically. Uh, but I, I do like that game a lot. It got patched. They uh, they've changed some really small things, like they added a new stadium, they added some new decals and stupid stuff like that. But yeah, it's same game we all know and love. Uh, not much to say about it. But uh, I am having a lot of fun with it. I've put a lot of hours into that already. Uh, I finally got around to seeing The Godfather. Uh, really? Yeah, I just the somehow, first one? yeah, just the first one. Somehow I I'd made it this long without seeing The Godfather. I'd seen bits and pieces, especially like the first few scenes, which are pretty long scenes. But uh, no, I finally finally watched it all the way through. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a good movie. I I I was always, I've always been a goodfellas guy because that's like I guess that's my first really good gangster yeah. movie you know but goodfellas has almost everything it does is owed to the godfather you know so like it's kind of I can't say like well goodfellas, goodfellas is a better film because like it's it probably wouldn't exist without the godfather so yeah it, uh,
0: it wouldn't exist without the godfather I did see the godfather first though and I'm still completely in the goodfellas camp If we're we're setting up tents, pitching tents, I'm pitching mine in the Goodfellas camp. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. And that's the case a lot of the times when you have a really, I mean, Godfather is, I think, early 70s. And so, you know, you're comparing a a movie that was made, I I guess Goodfellas was two decades later, right? Uh, So, you know.
0: Something like that, I think. Was it 1990. Or 1980. I don't. I don't
1: think it's 80. I I've looked it up at some point. I I don't. I don't know. I think it, I want to say it's the 90s. It's 1990. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. And uh, so yeah. I I like. I love the Goodfellas. I think that that's one of my favorite films of all time. So yeah. But it, Godfather. Very cool movie. Uh. Glad I saw it. and Need to see the other ones. Uh. Looking forward to doing that. God, it's long though. It is too long. But. I, <laughs> I watched it. Like, I watched it on a weeknight. I was really tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, and it was late. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is this is going to last a really long time, isn't it?" So like halfway through, like I was getting antsy. So it was a really bad situation to watch that movie in. But anyway, I, I still liked it. Um, did you
0: fidget with hands or feet? I did. I did both. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen part two. And I'm meaning to. I've heard part two is just as good as the first part. I, people have very strong
1: opinions, it turns out, about the, the, the Godfather trilogy. So I can't wait to have opinions of my own. <laughs> I love having opinions. Um, that's, what,
0: that's what we're about here. Yeah, that's, that's that's why this
1: exists. Uh, another thing I watched that isn't as good as the Godfather is the Dota 2 International Final or two, like okay. So they had two brackets. They had like a, I think they had a winners bracket and a losers bracket, or like they called it upper and lower, I think. Uh, and so I watched uh, like cute because yes. they have shitty lanes and yeah. yep. shitty game Yes. Um, <laughs> so I saw God. So the the lower the the lower uh, branch, the final match was three. You play three games, uh, and the winner then plays the upper branch winners, and that's five games. And so, uh, I agreed with Boone, uh, from ABF Fame, to do commentary with me on the Dota 2 Grand Finals. And neither of us know anything about Dota 2 or how the finals are structured or anything. Like we, we've never. I played one match of Dota 2, and it was with you, and it, it did not go well. Um, I fucking
0: hated it. <laughs> it was bad. And all <laughs> the I've played like four or five or something like that, and I just I hate it. I can't stand these MOBAs.
1: Yeah. Uh. So. Anyway, I thought it'd be kind of funny to just try to commentate, like just at first, I thought maybe we would try to do it like sincerely, just like try our best to commentate this game that we have know nothing about. Uh, but we ended up just fucking around. Uh, but anyway, so it, I looked on the website and it said starting 10, 10 a.m., uh, PST Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so I get on at 12 to start watching this thing and there's some commentators talking at a commentary booth and that lasts an hour of them just talking at the start time that valve said it starts. So I'm thinking, okay, so they, they'd spend an hour, you know, introducing shit, I guess. So whatever. All right. And I, am not like investing all of my attention on this, but still I'm like, I'm waiting. Like I'm sitting here waiting to start doing this commentary thing. And then they finally start the lower bracket finals or whatever. And, and there's three matches. So I'm thinking, okay, so this is probably going to be, you know, maybe a couple more hours. The, the, the actual grand finals didn't start until like, I think I want to say 5 hours later. Uh Duh, or 4 hours Christ. 4 hours after the interview was done. So 5 hours after the starting time. Uh I was I was so Why burnt out by that. Why did you do then. this to yourself? I don't know. And so then I was like, well we got we still got to do the commentary thing. So we started up a stream and we were both like exhausted just like 10 minutes into the first match, we were just like this is oh my god, this is terrible to watch. It was it was I don't understand how that's like I I, I, I I guess I understand it because, like, if you know what's happening in the game, I guess it's exciting because there's a lot of str- strategy going on and stuff. But that is the worst game to, like, be the forefront of esports because it's so impenetrable. I, we've talked yeah. about this before. There's no need to go into it. But, yeah, that that game. Fuck. That, it is not a fun game to watch uh, for a beginner, even when we're trying to have fun by goofing around and commentating over it and making stuff up. It was it was disastrous. I,
0: I can't imagine that, you know, being subjected to hours of MOBA before that was any. That help was probably my main problem
1: is that like I wasn't watching it, but I had it on. I was playing Rocket League and stuff instead. But I had it on and I was glancing and just like, oh my god, this is taking a really long time and there's nothing happening and just ah Ugh. So sorry, Dota fans, but I hate your
0: game. Um, and you're also terrible people with awful taste. True. You turn off this podcast right now uh, another thing that and i throw hate, your computer in the garbage
1: another thing that i hate that a lot of people like who have awful, awful taste is the uh, new deadpool trailer
0: <laughs> that was that, so good i just started to touch myself uh,
1: yeah deadpool sucks <laughs> and everyone should be ashamed of themselves if they're looking forward to that movie because that was one of the least funny trailers i've ever seen and the action doesn't look interesting enough to make up for the bad comedy which
0: seems to be the centerpiece of it. Uh, Dude,
1: like action and comedy is supposed to be like that whole thing. So I love
0: shitty CGI and <sighs> uh middle school humor with lots of fuck words. Remember Def- the funny joke where he's like an ugly avocado fucked up old man Utah Whatever. So
1: what I didn't realize is that, that this was like a big deal because it was going to be the first R rated super or major R-rated superhero film or whatever. And I didn't realize that when I watched the trailer, but then I just quickly realized it because they kept saying fuck. Um and showing violence that was quite gratuitous, which I don't mind, but it was stupid. Um But the the yeah, the shining point of the trailer is something that you already uh already mentioned, which is there's there's a good joke immediately followed by such a bad punchline that it ruins the whole thing. And it's very small. Like, this is a small little gag. Like, it's something that just doesn't even need to be, but this is, this is what they chose to end their trailer on. Uh, he, he spins around in the air and shoots three guys through the head with one bullet. Really cool and all that stuff. And then it does a close up of his face and he holds both, he's holding two guns, a kimbo, I guess. He, he holds them to his face like he's gonna blow the smoke away and instead he breathes it up. And I thought, like, okay, that's funny. That's, like, a good gag. Because, like, it, you know, it's subver- subverting your expectations and da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's a good gag. And immediately afterward, he says, oh, I'm touching myself tonight. Yep. That's yep. Deadpool.
0: Uh, Fuck Ryan you, Deadpool Reynolds, fans. ladies and gentlemen. Why, why is... Ryan Reynolds, too? I, I don't know. I, I guess... He's... Well, he was, uh... I think he was Deadpool in X Men Origins. Wolverine what? Oh, he was for like one he... scene, and then people Why was really Deadpool wanted. I don't know. <laughs> I guess just name dropping. uh I, Maybe that was like the beginning of when Marvel was starting
1: to do their thing, and they're like, "Oh shit, we need to start. We need to start. <laughs> yeah, putting, I'm pretty sure that's what it
0: was. It was. Mm. Wait, well, this is Fox. This isn't like the regular Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. Well, this is it's okay, Deadpool's a DC character, right? No. No, no this is no, all no. Marvel. It's Marvel. But like some I, of the rights of are owned by Fox and some of the rights are owned directly by like Disney. Oh, good god. So, like the X-Men movies and stuff, those are all Fox. And Deadpool is also Fox. Okay. Fantastic Four, the really shitty Fantastic oh Four my movie God. that just came out, that's also Fox. Fox makes all the bad ones, cool. basically, if you had to summarize. Well,
1: Deadpool looks bad, so they're yes, keeping that it up. Does. Uh,
0: and it's basically gonna guarantee that no R rated superhero movie ever gets made again. Which is fine with me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be all dark and edgy, but there probably was a cool idea out there. I think Deadpool
1: in concept is really cool. I like it because it's like the character of Deadpool in the comics. From what I know, I, I've, I've, just, I've never been like a comic book reader, but from what I know, it's like he breaks the fourth wall and he's like, he's kind of a satire almost of the entire genre, but while, while existing in that genre, that's cool. And that's, there's some really neat stuff that could be done with that, especially with modern superhero films, which have become such a thing that
0: like you could make so many cracks at that whole it's possible it's possible that they are just pandering to their audience yep and it might not be so bad but the trailer looks bad it's gonna be
1: bad but you're right it's possible that won't be but it will be so
0: so (laughs) on my end i -hmm. also watched some movies um i watched a couple good movies and uh, a not so good movie I saw two Wes Anderson movies, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest Hotel. I actually didn't get all the way through Grand Budapest Hotel because I had just finished watching another movie and tried to Iron Man all night and just got too tired and had to put it on pause. But Fantastic Mr. Fox was great. Um, It's a stop-motion Wes Anderson movie based on the Roald Dahl book. It's really good, um, really good, like, music choices and really interesting shots, like these really long lateral tracking shots. That yeah, Wes moves, Anderson loves yeah, that from shit. Yeah, side to side, and it's just really, really impressive with the stop motion they have going on. Uh, Henry Selick, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, and a ton of other shit, Coraline, um, did the stop motion for it, so it's all, it's all tight. Um, it's good it's really good uh better than i expected his style is interesting to look at it's pretty hipster but it's not bad like it i mean
1: yeah it's it's not i it's quirky for the sake of being quirky but he's so good at it yeah it it doesn't yeah it doesn't feel it doesn't feel heavy-handed or like pandering because the thing is he's also been doing it for so long that like it feels like
0: it's actually his style that he wants yeah, to do. Yeah,
1: like he, he he didn't invent quirkiness as a thing, but he, he he has... A lot of the reason that you see like quirky indie games and films and stuff is because of him pretty much directly. Like they, they're kind of playing off a lot of stuff that he created, so...
0: Yeah, he's got a, a neat style. Neat, neat, neat. Actually, I'm not sure. We might have talked about Fantastic Mr. Fox last week, but... I don't think so. May, okay, I might just be having some weird headfuck problems, but Grand Budapest was last night, so that's that's new anyway. the main event I saw another movie uh and the little film, a precious little film from Adam Sandler himself. oh no, Jack and Jill oh no, <laughs> yeah. I watched it with uh, Carlos and Michael, and we all synchronized it and watched the whole thing beginning to end, no pauses, no breaks. Um, it was an experience i got to tell you uh, so okay, there are lots of videos online of people talking about how bad Jack and Jill is because it really is horrible mm-hmm. there 's like half in the bag there 's h three h three productions that a video on it there 's lots of people who will tell you there aren 't jokes in this movie they don 't do jokes, but I always <laughs> sort of figured that it was the it was the kind of cynical sarcastic. Shtick that sure. like critics do i I mean I love both of them, half of the bag and h h three but you know that's something that they would say that it has no jokes, kind of exaggerating, yeah, but there literally aren't any. I'm being hundred percent serious, there aren't jokes, um mm-hmm. like uh, I'll just describe a scene there's they're at Thanksgiving dinner, and there's a kid who likes to tape meat to his body. And there's a homeless man at the table for some reason. And uh, it, it the scene goes on for like 20 minutes and nothing happens. And they just kind of look at each other and make noise. And oh, it's really confusing. And then there's a scene <laughs> where Jill just shits loudly behind a door oh. for like five minutes. And Adam Sandler's talking and it's like, oh, man, I don't want to fuck Al Pacino. And, well, it's PG-13. They don't say fuck. But, yeah, I don't want to get with Al Pacino because... And just these oh, obnoxious <laughs> fart noises. And then the scene just keeps going. Jill comes out of the bathroom, and then this is the joke of this scene. Adam Sandler opens the window because it's smelly, and then it's still smelly. So he opens another window, yeah. and then it's still smelly. So he lights a candle. It's just, it just goes on, and there's no punchline <laughs> ever. There is never a joke. It, and then... Okay, I don't, I don't want to just re- recount the whole movie because it would be hellish, but just to get a sense of this movie's sensibilities, I don't really want to call it a sense of humor or a style of humor, there's like a Mexican party, um, and there's a Mexican guy and his joke is that he makes jokes about crossing the border mm. and then says, I'm kidding. I, oh, I remember the this joke. from
1: Half of the Bag, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's a grandma at the party, at the fiesta, I guess, because there's piñatas and peppers everywhere. This is what Mexicans do. Right, right. What, yeah, and uh, the grandma gets hit in the face like three different times. And every time, they rush over to her and start feeding her giant peppers to like heal her um, and there, you hear like mm. the sort of like added in audio of the Mexicans muttering "Oh, the jalapeno jalapeno for her abuela but they're like clearly not even jalapenos they're, like these giant red not jalapeno peppers and they just shove it in her mouth but they repeat that three times they do the same thing three times in a row hmm. like back to back it's un- like incredible <laughs> how this movie got made yeah I could go on, but the highlight, the highlight is Al Pacino's uh, starring role. Um, Al Pacino plays Jill's love interest. He wants to win Adam Sandler and Drags heart. And yeah. However it goes, I've kind of blocked most of it out from my memory. Um, but he appears in the Dunkin' Donuts commercial at the end, and he sings a song about uh, the Dunkin' Donuts drink, the Dunkachino. Because you get it, his names like Al Pacino, right, right, or Don Pacino, yeah. yeah, and the, you can just you can pinpoint the exact frame where his soul leaves mm-hmm. his body, and it's and he literally says, "Okay." In the commercial, he walks in the door, and the girl behind the counter says, "It's Al Pacino," and he says, "It's not Al anymore." It's Dunk! Oh. Dunk chino? And then he breaks into a song and dance number, making reference to his different roles and films. Oh. Like, um... Say hello to my chocolate brand! Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. It's a whole song. Uh, I'm not so, like, constantly it, reminding I... you of the yes. really,
1: really good, amazing roles that Al Pacino has, has done in, in fantastic cinema that has Attica, gone down in history. Attica, hua,
0: latte light! This whole trial <laughs> is out of sight. <laughs> that's, that's the fucking song. Uh, I haven't uh, memorized actually. I learned the whole song. Good for you. Kids from seven to seventeen. can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. It's a t- fucking horrible movie, and um, it, it p- there, people don't exaggerate. It's not like uh, you know there's lots of movies and games and things that are terrible and people make funny videos shitting on them. But really there, there is no exaggeration when, uh, Jack and Jill is on the table. It, it's, there's no jokes in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's fascinating how bad it is.
1: Yeah. I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but that podcast that I listened to, I, I finished it where the whole, the, for a whole year they watched, uh, they watched, uh, Ups two once a week. Uh, that i i tried my best to watch that movie and i only made it i don't think i made it 10 minutes into it uh because yeah it 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 sounds very similar in the fact that like there's things that are clearly they're filmed in a way that they're supposed to be jokes but they're not there there's no humor there's no joke it's just like exactly it's funny because Adam Sandler is making a voice or making a face or something, but no, no, because there's no joke, there's no context, or it's just bizarre and horrible, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to myself. I don't know how you got all the way through that movie, because that sounds
0: awful. Watching it in a group helped. Right, right, we, right. We were I, having yeah, fun.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I... I I wanted to get the purest experience, so I tried to watch it alone. And oh no, that, I couldn't nice be real. alone with my thoughts during that film. I, because you know it, what? It was...
0: I actually would recommend watching Jack and Jill with a group of people. Okay, because it's entertaining. Right. I mean, just... so uh, I, I I
1: would recommend watching Jack and Jill. Put it on the box. <laughs> yes, exactly. For podcast endorsement.
0: Michael. Michael actually recorded. So we were talking, but he had like his notepad out and was recording every instance of product placement and oh, logos that were in the sh- shots. Like the whole thing? Yeah, he counted like 230-some, I want to wow. say. It was like, it's it's just so in-your-face. Like, here's the tray of Pepto-Bismol products, center frame, and uh, look at all the four different American Airlines billboards, and the Royal Caribbean Cruise part is the worst. Yeah, it just literally, of a bag went
1: into detail Welcome
0: on that. to Royal Caribbean <laughs> Cruise. <laughs> it's a commercial just in the... I mean, the Dunkin' Donuts,
1: too. It's just a commercial. Yeah. Something's brewing at D&D.
0: Oh, man. Mm. Fuck that movie. Anyway, those are the movies. Oh. Um, I did, on video games, uh, you know, this podcast. Oh, used right. to be about yeah. video games. Yeah, those things. Remember that? Uh, I got more into Melee. I started playing it more seriously. And there's a website called Smash Ladder, which is like a matchmaking online service with ranks. And I'm kind of i'm really getting into it it's it's basically like how i was it's with csgo at first right um, where you're just you're bad <laughs> uh and, well i
1: felt good when i first started playing because everyone else was even worse
0: well okay right that's true i mean csgo the community is much larger so even yeah. if you're just kind of passable you can play with like silvers and, and stuff but um the people who bother to set up like emulated dolphin and do netplay and play competitive melee online they're just so fucking good it's unbelievable but i'm really having fun with it um i'm really bad but i got one win and then i was just like hooked and it wasn't some terrible guy like it was a real earned win and it's like fuck okay i lost 11 other matches but i'm in it's fun yeah Um, super smash brothers
1: is currently the only game that my brother-in-law has any chance of beating me in and he Wrecks me. I, I have no chance, and and I kind of want to get good at it. I want to just get really good and not tell him that I'm getting good at it, and then just show <laughs> up one day and just kick his fucking ass. We, he plays the N64 version, but I feel like the skills would be able to convert pretty pretty easily.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been going full unapologetic try hard about it. I'm sure. learning. I'm learning wave dashing and shine canceling all that garbage uh, that that's what i'm doing rocket league, their i'm
1: doing yeah. the training modes in rocket league just like i'll have like something up that i don't want to you know wrestling for example which i forgot to mention I, I watched wrestling uh playing the training mode in rocket league the whole time just like hitting aerials and stuff over and over and over trying to get better at the game because it's it's a fun game
0: can we expect to see rocket league at evo 2016 I, I would have loved... Not at Evo,
1: I guess, because it's a fighting game, right? that's They're only for... for well, actually, I, I heard Rocket League was at... It might have been Evo, actually. Well, they were joking, at something but... recently. I I know you were. <laughs> but um they, they, I think they were... It might have been Evo that they were at. I mean, it was like a marketing thing. But uh they've definitely done professional matches that were kind of just set up for a marketing thing. But I I feel like... I, I, the last time I was logged on, I think I saw 120 players were playing. So 120,000 players. Sorry, not 120 players. Uh, 120,000 players were playing. So, you know, it's a popular game. I feel like, and people can get really good at it. So I would I would love to see it actually played competitive. And, and they've added a spectator mode in the latest patch where you can spectate live matches if they're private matches. So... If they want to do that, then they'd be able to have like a real, it's got a good spectator camera with like a lot of options and stuff on it. So I, I, it, that game would make a really good esports game. And you could, and it's the kind of game where you don't have to play it at all to understand 100% what is going on. Like there's no nuance yeah, to Dota. The, the strategies and stuff. Uh, I mean, there's depth there, a lot of depth, but you can figure it out. You know, it's like watching soccer in real life, you can usually figure right. it out. Um, so uh, it's, it's it, simple. I, I'd love to see it. Yeah. It's, it's simple, theme. but, but, but deep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, God, I'd love to see it played competitively, but I, I don't have super high hopes because it's, it might be too simple to really appeal to like the esports crowd, you know? Like they, they like to get into their games to the point where like they know all the ins and outs and that's the competitive edge they have. Right. And Rocket League isn't like that. It's, it's more of like working with a team and, 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 and just, Playing consistently and stuff. I don't know. It's 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 just more of a classical sport. So I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to follow it for sure, but uh, we'll see.
0: Cool. So now that our the story of our lives are out of the way, yeah, let's talk news. What's up? What's oh, new?
1: I, I there's a few things I wanted to mention that we forgot to mention last week that happened during the conference thing, the Gamescom stuff. Okay, let's um, play catch up. Homefront. The new Homefront game that was announced, like, I want to say two or three years ago, is still apparently being made, and they had a trailer for it, and it looks just dumb. Uh, I mean, that's the first game
0: also it. looked really dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, and I, I think it was kind of dumb. I'm not sure. I, I, the I only time played. I played the first play was... The first game was c- came out around the time that uh, OnLive was, Oh, yeah. And I played it. I played multiplayer on OnLive at some point. In that game because it was free. So
0: you are the first person I've ever met who's played that game.
1: So there you go. It was not. It was not a good experience, but I want to blame OnLive for that. It, 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 I, I I remember it being like. Hey, did you ever play uh, Frontlines Feel of War? That's also no. kind of an obscure one. Um, that was an Unreal Engine, ma- not massively multiplayer, but like battlefield-sized multiplayer game on the consoles. So like. I think it was sixty-four players on a server. Uh, it, it actually might have been more than that. Actually, I, it, it was all about the, the player count. It was a good game. Like it was set up in a really cool way. It had it used the Unreal Engine in a in a neat way, where like it, it looked good, and and there were vehicles and all sorts of stuff, and it was it was it was fun. It had some very very severe issues that like server lag problems and stuff like that that kept it from being you know actually good. Uh, but they were mostly just technical issues, and it just never got popular. It just wasn't marketed well. I don't, I don't think, and whatnot. But, uh, it it, it felt like that. Like it felt like they stole a lot from that concept, which was like Frontlines: Fuel War. I want to say was like it, it's not Killstreak Rewards how Call of Duty does it, but like I think you build up kills, and it doesn't matter how many times you die, but like you kind of rank up over the course of a match and unlock abilities or not abilities, but like gadgets. So you like choose a class. And you'd rank up that class, and this is all just within a match, and then it resets. and uh, And so, it had some cool stuff, like you could call in like a fuel air bomb strike if you ranked one class all the way up, or like get a drone that you could fly around and stuff. Um, And Frontlines, I think, had a lot of that stuff too. But it actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same developers because I remember it being super similar. But yeah, what was that? Homefront is the thing.
0: What was that game? it was a 128 players, and it was for PS3. War? I think it was like War, but it was an acronym. I think it was like it had like an M. Mad? Or, mad. It was three mag, letters. Mag, 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 mag. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, I played that one time. Really? In a friend's You're the house. only person
1: that I've ever met who's yeah. played that game.
0: Um, yeah, I, I don't remember much about it. It wasn't like interesting. No, It it sounds like the opposite of what you were just describing. It was the entire draw was 128 players on a console.
1: Yeah, Um, and I remember, like, I I think they they separated the battlefield in that game so that, like, it wasn't really... Yeah. It wasn't like a sprawling battlefield. It was like there were just a few checkpoints, and it would kind of separate the players in the checkpoints. Like, you were technically in the same battle, but no, not really, so...
0: Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. It it didn't feel as as large as the newer battlefield. Yeah, Homefront
1: did did a good job of like, okay, you're on a battlefield. Like it it was it was large scale in a battlefield kind of way. Um,
0: It was a good game. It was a good
1: game, but the Unreal Engine sucked at the time. Where like, remember when the Unreal Engine had lag that like bullet lag that if you weren't the host, you had to lead your shot to hit
0: people. (sighs) Uh, Fuck that. Yeah. yeah,
1: Homefront had that and and Gears of War had that and that those were sort of, that was a major major issue. Well, Gears um,
0: of War online is fucking horrible anyway. Well, <laughs> remember that?
1: I had fun with Gears of War online. It was but that was the that was a huge problem. The
0: animations were fun, but what it always degenerated into mm-hmm. was uh everyone would start off by charging at each other Spreading, With yeah. the chainsaw's out, and then uh after that people would hide behind corners with a shotgun. Mhm.
1: But if you got good at doing that, then it was fun. If you were winning, <laughs> it Jesus. was fun. Uh, Listen
0: to yourself. What and are then you doing was, here? You, what you could
1: do is you could, uh, oh, what was it? You hit people uh, like twice, I think, with the pistol, and then you front roll, which goes a really long way, and hit them, melee hit them, and they're down instantly. And so you could do that in like a split second. It's like you run around a the corner, there's a guy, boom boom, and you hit them, and they're down. And it was the most unfair thing. It was so oh, broken. Geez terrible. I,
0: I don't I don't even I'm not even aware of that. I didn't play it enough. You, you <laughs> really optimized this uh strategy. I played
1: Gears of War 1 a lot and then Gears of War the other ones I I didn't play so much. But anyway, uh Gears of War Judgment that, was clearly the wait, best. Are, are you still in this channel? Oh, you're muted. We're having technical difficulties. Yeah, there I don't you know are. what happened. Well, anyway, um another thing that we forgot to mention was Halo Wars 2 was announced. <laughs> uh another oh another long awaited sequel much like Homefront. Uh yeah, that's being made. So
0: I, I hear actually. I <laughs> what hear else actually. The, uh, there to say,
1: I do hear that like people are saying like, okay, this could actually be good because the developers have a lot of like RTS experience, and it's not like the original Halo Wars. Like I think they're taking it in a completely different direction, and really like the Halo universe is perfect for an RTS. So actually, Halo was supposed to be an RTS to begin with. So you know, really? it could actually be good. It could be unironically a a, a very good RTS. Uh, but it's weird that it's Halo see, Wars too.
0: You know. Okay, well, I know less about this than you. Maybe it's already confirmed Xbox One exclusive, but it could be kind of cool know. if they did their uh, like cross Windows 10. Xbox This would seem like a perfect thing that per- would be. I, I want to say, I want to say it is PC and Xbox.
1: I want to say that that's what it is, um, but I I can't say for sure.
0: Because yeah, like a, a Halo RTS, it's the idea itself is not like offensive or not at all. They're dumb it's but, just that
1: it wasn't done very well when they did do it. Yeah, also, and also the then, timing was really bad because like Halo the FPS was still I it was like fresh in the mind but like yeah. not like, it, that was a weird it was just weird. Um so it, I I'm surprised that they don't just completely rebrand it but Halo Wars 2. It's literally called Halo Wars 2. So
0: yeah, I would play it if it was on PC. I'd buy it. Yeah, we'll see. Um
1: yeah, I need to I need to look that up cuz I, I bet I bet you can I bet you can find out. Um Let's see what else. We failed to mention the Dota International, but we got that out of the way. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the Melgar Solid 5 gameplay. uh, Go for it. That we saw. The fucking multiplayer stuff, the mother base defense and offense stuff looks incredible. I think it looks like so much fun. (laughs) Um, I I was not expecting it to be so interactive is the wrong word because it implies that it's, it's just the game. You're just playing the game, but there's another player invading. Like it's Dark Souls and Metal Gear Solid. That is what it is. Uh, people invade you. That's so cool. I love it. Um, I I feel like that could. I feel like it'll never go as smoothly as it did in the gameplay video that they showed. Like where it lasts a really long time. Like I feel like for the most part, it's going to be like someone sees you and shoots you in the back before you can react. But there's gonna be moments,
0: I know there's gonna be so many i that's ah
1: I'm so excited for that game,
0: yeah, oh, my only i I'm not really You're
1: Cutting out for me
0: oh uh, okay, now be I can now. hear you um one thing that worries me a little bit, and I'm not sure if it's actually gonna be so bad, but it this kind of is a a little nagging fear um. I'm a little afraid that it might degenerate into Fulton everything as fast as you can and leave. Like, um, (laughs) I don't think, I I think they'll probably balance it fine. And it seems like the uh, defender has the tools to really put the pressure on invaders that they have the ability. The coolest thing to me was that you actually get the benefit of having a large staff. They'll identify where, the invader is to you yeah yeah it feels cool to be like on the other side of that classic Metal Gear setup yeah um, where normally everyone knows where you are once one of them sees you but now you know you get to flip the script it's mm-hmm. cool I really like this I- I'm so excited everything else they showed is also amazing this is a fantastic trailer like, yeah. once again
1: I, I, I just I have severe doubts because the team that their multiplayer experience consists of meger Solid 3 Online, Metal Gear Solid 4 Online, and Peace Walker Online. Which, like, I've heard okay things about, like, I think 4 and Peace Walker, actually. But, like, they're not exactly shining moments in multiplayer gaming history.
0: 4, uh, Four was kind of generic. A little bit yeah. cool. But I didn't actually play it. This is just hearsay. But I did play the Peace Walker Online a bit. And that was really fun. I really liked the Peace Walker Online. Good.
1: Um, I, I, I hope that they... I hope they pull this off because, like, what I'd like to see is, like, I think there should be a grand prize in the in the uh, Mother Base invasion stuff where, <sighs> like, so cool. you need a goal. You need a goal more than Maybe just, there like, is. steal as much shit as possible. I, there might be. They, they were kind of vague about it. so They do uh, have a
0: leaderboard, but that's sort of not – that's, like, an intrinsic reward. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it could just be, you know – this is almost something – it doesn't feel like – it doesn't feel like the kind of thing that they just threw in there, which is what I expected it to be. When like, when when they first hinted at it, I was like, this looks really fun and really awesome. Uh, but it was just more of like a I, – I got that kind of Watch Dogs feel where like if you remember the Watch Dogs E3 announcement where they're playing through this whole single-player mission and then it zooms out and there's another player watching him yeah. from the rooftop. Yeah. And it gives, it gave, you gave you chills and the fucking, the fucking audience went crazy. And then the multiplayer turned out to be nothing at all what they implied it was. Um, that's what I was afraid of. But then they, they just straight up just showed this multiplayer and it seemed very functional and very full of like f- completely full of features and everything. Like it didn't feel like it was just a side thing. It didn't feel like it was thrown in. Uh, it, it, it was polished. So God damn, that's going to be cool. And, and like the mother base stuff, I think is, Basically randomized, and so everyone's going to be like a little bit different in different little ways, and and it, well, not just, just randomized,
0: customized.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how customizable it is exactly, but it'll it'll be it'll be cool. I I, I am what, very confident it will. be What really fun.
0: got me is just how huge Mother Base was. Yeah, like at the end when he's flying off in the chopper, and he's like going past bits of the base, and mm-hmm. it just keeps going and. I know,
1: it's, it's like a, it's like a city Mm. on the, on the sea. And I don't think, like, this is another thing that they've been kind of weirdly vague about, not weirdly vague. Uh, Nothing is weird when it comes to that company, but, uh, something they've been kind of vague about is like, they, they were calling it a forward operating base. And then like, like Mother Base, like branches out to forward operating bases. And I think the, I think the FOBs are what gets in, get invaded, but they look exactly yeah. the same as mother base, so I don't know. Yeah, so what the difference is? You have really. mother
0: base, and nobody can invade you there. I'm pretty sure. And maybe it's so, a yeah, single player f- the only. The forward operating bases get you resources. Like G- GMP is the currency, I think they use. Um, I don't remember. Whatever it is, they get you money and resources, but those can be invaded.
1: I feel like the I feel like the the whole point of the forward operating base stuff is basically it's just this is the multiplayer. Portion, um, because it's I, I feel like that, well, yeah. it's tapping into like a, a multiplayer, almost like economy where where right. That's how yeah. they
0: incentivize the multiplayer though, and yeah. they what's kind of cool to me is that you can defend your friends' mother bases and they can or not mother bases your forward operating bases, um, and they can defend yours. That's just so cool.
1: It, it's a really neat idea, um, like
0: having allies. It's it, like that is awesome. But, yeah, oh, man, this is such a cool game. And 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 that's
1: not like we know that there's going to be other multiplayer modes that they have showed it. You know, E3 was it this this last E3? Yeah, um, no, I think
0: was, it was it like, e- the game show? The games? Uh, game oh, awards. the VGAs, yeah, awards, yeah, the game awards, right. yeah.
1: just, the Keeleys. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they that they showed a full like little multiplayer match thing. Uh, so that there's that to look forward to as well and that looks like a ton of fun so I god damn I'm so excited this is gonna be a good game it's gonna be a great game and it's gonna be a lot of fun and I just I the the, the concerns I have about that game are as a whole pretty minor because like I'm yeah. so confident that that the core game is gonna be a lot of fun um, like even if they completely fuck up like the story stuff and 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 uh, Kiefer Sutherland has like 10 lines total it'll still be an incredible yes. game. It'll just be a disappointing narrative experience. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I am I'm, I'm happy that, that is the, a it's thing. the it's the
0: little things, the, every yeah. little detail they keep showing. Well, okay. I, I want to contrast this most recent mother-based trailer with a different trailer Konami released really recently. Uh, I don't think it has a name, but it's the like gamescom the... trailer. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it came out around you Are talking about a trailer
1: or a gameplay? A trailer. Like, it had gameplay yeah, it's, in it, it's, but it's, it was a trailer. I think it's called the ga- the, the Gamescom trailer.
0: Is it the re- the really shitty one? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a yeah, n- it's generic. Yeah, it's the most generic possible yeah. trailer. Yeah. It's really impressive that they were able to make Metal Gear Solid Five look that generic.
1: Well, it only looks generic in comparison to the other trailers,
0: though. Well, like, no, that not was even... Just a, Game trailer. When you look at it, almost every shot has a gun or some other <laughs> firearm being fired, and it's just you know the 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 stock library of boom 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 boom, boom and all those noises and yeah, it's just it's like a Transformers trailer. It's like you're watching the trailer for Terminator Genesis featuring Big Boss.
1: But I feel like. It it I I, I I watched it once and then didn't care much about watching it anymore. Um, but I felt like it showed like a wide variety of like it shows new stuff. Things. Like it, it, you could tell that there was a lot of shit that was going to happen in this game, and that alone is exciting. Just like
0: here's a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, they did show new things, and seeing the new things is cool because Metal Gear Solid Five is going to be great. I don't know. I I don't know why I'm so worked up about this. I guess it was one of the comments below the video that said, "To be honest." This is my favorite Metal Gear Solid Five trailer, and it's oh. not pretentious like Kojima's. Oh yeah, and it doesn't just use uh like melancholy. It's music a blue collar trailer. It's for the everyday man. Exactly, for the working <laughs> stiff who just wants oh. their Call of Metal Gear. <laughs> fucking Jesus! Yeah, I forget the, it was something like Blade Wolf. Fucking <laughs> yeah, it was the <laughs> most marketed
1: trailer. That you could possibly make for that game, just like, like they, you could tell that like just like marketing had their hands in every single scene. Like, all right, we need explosions and guns. And- yeah,
0: I just called the Konami trailer. That's yeah. probably what it should be called. Although
1: I, that's probably giving Konami too much credit because Konami is so fucking weird that like, I don't know. That's so, that's still such a weird situation with Konami it and was, sending people to the.
0: <laughs> they to even the had like factories. The text- yeah, so you know the like in the Metal Gear Solid Five trailers, the text will come up for like a little bit mm-hmm, and it looks yeah. nice. This had like this really weird like three D text. I don't know why they didn't just do it the same way, but oh well. Yeah, whatever. it's
1: just made by someone completely different, you know. They probably didn't even watch the other trailers.
0: They even had like the stock uh, like after effects thing of like blowing away the text into dust. Oh that yeah, you would yeah, find yeah, on like yeah, a YouTube yeah. tutorial. It was funny. Yeah. Anyway. Enough about. Anyway, that's yeah. going to be a good game.
1: Uh, so no, no need to worry. Absolutely. I don't think. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I, I, God, I, I mentioned probably just a few weeks ago on the podcast uh, that I, I would, I was excited about that game, but not like I, did, I wasn't feeling the hype. You know, I wasn't feeling. Yeah, yeah. And now uh, it is come full force. I think. I think the announcement that it would come out September first on PC just that that just shifted my instantly i was like holy shit okay that's this is thing this is gonna happen and this is gonna be cool yep. uh i think i was dreading like so much that that two week period of not being able to go on the internet <laughs> um that was gonna be painful so uh, i'm so oh, happy but
0: you get to at least look forward to the the leaks that will no doubt happen a few days yeah before.
1: that's i i I am worried about that. You gotta um, tread lightly, and I'm gonna. I am definitely gonna avoid that stuff. I, I oh, don't want. Sure. I don't want any. Like, I, I feel like I'm seeing too much just from like the gameplay that they are showing.
0: Well, uh, well you know, okay, that's the thing. I, I said moving on from Metal Gear, but there's there's something <laughs> important here to say. Uh, I feel like Kojima has always been really careful about what he shows us. He gives us like a little taste, uh, and enough to get us thinking and asking questions Mm -hmm. but not spoiling it really nothing spoiled i feel yeah Uh, but the konami trailer there were a couple shots like like a really you know the fiery guy who's probably vulgan somehow related to vulgan um in the konami trailer they show like an extended close-up of his head and it just felt weird like i don't think kojima would have done that and then there was also like another shot of the psychomantis looking fella and uh, yeah. it just I think that Kojima has been very careful and even in that latest Mother Base trailer he says we don't want to spoil, we're going to stop here because we don't want to spoil right. know, the game. I think Kojima has been very very careful and Konami isn't so if Konami releases more marketing material and footage I'll probably steer clear yeah that's
1: that's an interesting point because like they probably don't have any incentive to appease Kojima's saying like, they they "Don't spoil incentive. my game." Right. So, uh, yeah, they that that stuff. I that I don't feel like anything was actually spoiled in that trailer. But that's the yeah. What you mean is like, you don't feel like you should be seeing these extended shots of these characters who have until now have basically just been like, "Here's right." Here's just you, like a glimpse.
0: They show you Code Talker talking. And saying that Skullface yeah. wants to become a nuclear power and it's like, oh man, that killed a little bit of the Mystica yeah. character to me actually. Yeah. So I
1: that yeah. Oh god, we're getting to the point where we are gonna have to start start avoiding stuff. Um I'm I'm nervous. I'm 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 excited. Night. I'm really excited. God damn. This is a good game. A good year in video games.
0: Yes it is. I
1: need but, to finish The Witcher Three still. I haven't played it in a long time. I've just been waiting i guess i don't know what for but
0: moving away from good games Mm -hmm. tell us about destiny what's the scoop so last week we mentioned that peter dinklage was being replaced by nolan north for
1: upcoming expansions in destiny and we thought that maybe he was actually his voice his lines were being replaced and i have confirmed his lines are being replaced all of his lines in the game that are currently existing are being replaced by Nolan North. Uh, they're just going back and
0: that is really weird.
1: That game is really weird. That that company is even really weird now.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think.
1: I I I the I headline kind of the headline this. is
0: Bungie to remove all traces of Peter Dinklage <laughs> yeah. from
1: Destiny. Um, I think the reason, the main reason they're doing it is because they want to make Destiny. A unified experience from, you know, this whole ten year period that they're yeah. under contract for. And to have the robot change voice would be weird. Uh I feel like this is a weird solution to choose for that. Like why not just I don't know. I that's so weird. I,
0: I don't yeah. know.
1: How much I, money do you think I, they I think, fucking paid to get Peter Dinklage to, to voice that and now they're just erasing it all? The I, unification and I know people things. complained
0: about it, but The unification thing is probably what's going on. That you know they can get Nolan North for sequels and expansions pretty readily. Um, And you know what, the Dinklage—I think they were willing to drop that and maybe even plan to replace him later. Because when you're trying to sell the first game, having a big name attached to it—yeah, it was clearly a marketing decision to have him. Yeah, because he wasn't setting the world on fire with his with his acting (laughs) as the ghost. That wizard came from the moon, <laughs> wow <laughs> um, great <laughs> thanks Pete
1: yeah uh i i I don't know i I yeah that's that's not the weirdest decision by far that they've made with destiny uh that game is has weird decisions that 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 form its fundamental gameplay and and style that yeah. I don't understand to this day. What a weird thing Destiny is. I was uh,
0: I was so excited for that game. I really mm. was. Like it l- sounded so cool and it really could have been. I but, was excited for
1: it too, but then I it's the beta that people were like playing and going like, "Wait a minute, is this is this like a a, a fifth of the game?" And then it was and I, I was like, "Okay, nope. It was I don't almost want any more. part of that." I, yeah, like a quarter. It's of the-, the
0: same the the beta gave you every mission type it was for sure right well it was all earth um yeah it's true that there were more areas and stuff and that it was literally a fifth of the areas but there aren't like different mission types or things to do outside of what's in that beta like it was all just the same but in different places it's a shame it was a cool universe it's
1: a big shame and and In retrospect, and this is only in retrospect, because at the time when I heard Destiny was being made, and I, when I heard the, basically Destiny, like what it basically is, it's like it's Borderlands made by Bungie. I mean, it it there's little more MMO aspects to it with an economy and all that, but it, the the core concept is Borderlands. Um, Mechanically, better than Borderlands, sure, but uh, just so
0: much more disappointing in yeah. contrast to the ambition.
1: Yeah, and and even like God, I don't like Borderlands style or writing. But at least it has style in writing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, but, it's but one yeah, of the most in
0: games I've ever played.
1: Yeah, in retrospect, like, at the time I was kind of excited because I was like, okay, cool, Bungie making a game like that, that's a good idea. In retrospect, Bungie never should have made a game like that. Like, That's just not the kind of game that you put Bungie on, I feel. Um, says
0: you. I'm says sure they're, they're very pleased with their 500 mil I'm
1: sure that it's a financially successful game that could have been more financially successful, but they're happy with it. So good for them. Uh, also, I, someone <laughs> reminded me of the Paul McCartney music video for that game, which is fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, you need to look it up. That is a really, yeah, really weird. I haven't that seen the music video. You haven't, haven't seen, seen the music
0: video, but I've I heard the song because it plays in the credits. Well, you need to see the video of, oh, of Paul okay. of
1: hologram Paul McCartney. In oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, you 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 need to see the the video. <laughs> uh I feel like it is the perfect encapsulation of of what a weird thing that game is, uh and how aware that game is. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Okay. So hologram Paul McCartney.
1: Yes, look it up. Um uh, highly recommended. Uh so Oh yeah, okay. Next next piece of, of news. Um we mentioned, I guess, a few weeks ago, there was an interview with a CSGO player who said, oh, yeah, we're all taking Adderall. You know? Why wouldn't we? Um, and now ESL has officially uh, begun implementing an anti-doping policy for their esports players. Uh, they're going to do... It's basically like any other sport where they randomly drug test, you know, uh it's not there's not a lot of drug testing going on, but it's completely random and um they they still allow you to to have prescriptions so basically everyone's gonna be prescribed for a d h d now of course <laughs> but, but um but yeah uh adderall is is banned because of whatever the active ingredient is in that and then uh funny enough, okay, weed is banned for for being used in in the actual competition. Okay. But they say that it can. They specifically say it can be used recreational, rec- recreationally outside of the competition, even <laughs> if it's within like two weeks or whatever. And so, and I was thinking like, wait a minute, in the weed test, like I like for the drug test for marijuana, I think there's like a two week period or something where like you're supposed to be able to be tested positive. So like, how are they going to know?
0: It's well, I mean, it's it's levels they can see based sure, on how well, much. But the actual who answer, who is. I'll let you go in a second, but who the fuck is smoking weed before their professional the CS:GO games? Okay. I
1: don't know why they even bothered, but I, yeah, that 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 is a thing. But I actually found it kind of interesting. What they actually do is they test for salvia, and uh, salvia? and apparently, yeah, apparently, what is salvia? Salvia is like it's it's like marijuana, but more. But stronger and, and and legal. I don't know if it's still legal, but it was legal for a while. Is it one of those like
0: artificial synthetic? I don't know if it was synthetic.
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I Look at me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, anyway, it, it only remains like whatever the, the drug that they're looking for when they do a salvia test only remains in the body for like I think 12 to 24 hours. Okay. But it also remains in the body for that long after smoking marijuana. So that's how they can take a test if you've done it in, like, the last day or whatever. But it's funny that they explicitly say, like, Yo, you know, you can still smoke weed all you want, just not during the competition. And it's weird that they would worry about you smoking weed during the competition. They should just like, – I think why not just not mention that at all? Because, like, that's not going to help anyone in CSGO.
0: I think it was from the controversy. I just looked it up. It's not synthetic. It's a plant. Um, okay. But – I think it was because right when this was sort of breaking, some of the discussions about whether or not to drug test, people were saying, "Well, okay, if they're testing for these drugs, what are yeah. they going to test for weed? Uh, it's clearly not going to affect anything. I mean, lots of these players they smoke recreationally, things like that. So they were probably just kind of preempting that." Uh, yeah, I guess there was like,
1: I guess they didn't want to say like, "No, you can smoke weed all you want," but they also didn't want to say like, "Right, no, you." you can't smoke weed at all like they don't they they they, they had to they, they they rode the fence Wait, on that
0: but that's everyone will just have a prescription i mean yeah you'll just they'll they'll just say i have trouble focusing i need it for my job
1: yeah uh, it'll be really really easy to get a prescription for adhd like that's such an easy thing to get i i don't want to like i don't want to get into that whole discussion but it, it would be so fucking easy to get prescribed for 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 that medicine um and you just need to find a doctor like, now the teams are going to be like paying a doctor
0: just to like it, well yeah i mean, uh, i guess they kind of have to though
1: because it's just it's just yeah it's 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 institutionalized like it it creates corruption but you can't avoid it so yeah i don't know and whatever at, at
0: least officially this is really how it should and has to be yeah if it if it was a
1: dangerous drug then i I'd, I'd have an issue with how they're yeah, handling they're, it's this it's not meth but nobody gives right a now. shit really like <laughs> it's not a big deal so all right that's that's that um this is not video game related but i had to mention it and it's yes. tech it's tech related geek news this week in geek news is that uh, google has launched not launched they have created a holding company <laughs> um for now google is just a a one company amongst their larger umbrella corporation called alphabet uh yeah and uh which i don't know people were acting like it's big news but it really isn't it's basically just a it's basically just a was, change in. i was
0: surprised that it, it took this long i was surprised that
1: they're not calling the umbrella company google now <laughs> google is like a, more of like a subsidiary but it it's just a it's basically just an arbitrary distinction uh for for tax reasons and whatnot but um it, the thing that blew me away about this is something that – it was being reported yes. on a lot. Um, and
0: and this is just genius marketing, by the way. It's genius marketing.
1: I'll get into it. I'll, I'll explain it first. Yeah, uh, if you're not aware, they, they came they, – if you go to abc.xyz or whatever their website is because that alphabet.com is, is owned is. by BMW, um, they have a letter, an open letter explaining you know their decision and everything and if you there's a hidden link which is first of all that's ironic because that's actually against their policy but anyway there's a hidden link uh Ooh, in in yeah is it
0: really hidden
1: you can click on a period in the letter uh and it'll bring you to a marketing page for a company called Hooli uh and Hooli is a corporation that exists in the fictional world of Silicon Valley which is a satire, a biting satire, of tech culture. And in that story, Hooli is this big, kind of evil <laughs> corporation that that consumes all of the little guys and sues them and whatnot. And it's just a really horrible thing that is really criticized a lot by the show just that whole concept of like this large tech company <laughs> and Google is ha, put a little easter egg in there a cute little easter egg that said like oh look we're hooli i yeah.
0: i was blown away at, it, at the irony funny. of this um some choice excerpts from hooli.xyz <sighs> making the change it takes to make change Self-driving cars, flying cars, self-flying cars, a space elevator, a cure for the AIDS virus, a non-polluting engine that runs on the AIDS virus.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a good
0: website. People should go to it, even if they don't watch the show.
1: It's a good show. You should watch the show. Uh, I really I've only watched, I haven't been watching. They had a recent season that I haven't finished. I'm sure,
0: but I'm sure HBO is happy about this. Sure. Um, but it's just so bizarre. Like I
1: know why they did it. Of course, I know why they did it because I, everyone got on Twitter and said, oh, "Look at this! It's a cool little Easter egg," and nobody considered the implications. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, that that if you have watched that Silicon is, Valley, it is unreal that Google would openly compare themselves to Huli, which is very obviously a satire of Google
0: and very critical of I.
1: Yeah, that is bizarre.
0: You know, th- that is how I heard about. The alphabet announcement I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, somebody so, retweeted something about the Easter egg, which just
1: makes everything even more cynical. That like they're probably fully aware of the irony and they don't give a shit because they know that it'll be good marketing. Well, Google's smart.
0: This, this I is, can't hate Google because they're just so smart. This really isn't like a. They're not doing anything different. This is no. like a, a corporate restructuring. Yeah, it's just. It's not. It's, it's not like they're trying to sell a a thing the ownership trying to soften the blow to investors maybe the ownership of their
1: assets is being reorganized under federal guidelines that is basically (laughs) the exciting news
0: (laughs) as far as like from a management standpoint it makes it makes some sense because they've been dipping they've been dipping into things that really aren't like around the core google what you would think of like the self-driving car stuff and the yeah. the really out there kind of research and they've it felt like they've been getting huge like massive huge and they kind of this this makes sense it i makes do sense. think i was surprised I, it didn't happen sooner
1: i i am surprised though that they 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 that the, the umbrella corporation isn't called google because like you would think that that brand is something that you'd want really closely associated with anything that you're making because it's just like oh google yeah like like google it doesn't have like a stigma it's more i think there's more of a positive i guess attachment there so right. but yeah but then maybe they, they get the option also create to, that they
0: get the option to brand anything they want as good yeah. as a google product yeah so
1: whatever um it's not actually that big of news uh <laughs> last thing that i put on here on the news uh, if you scroll down on our page... Yes, I see. Did you see this cover? Uh, yeah, it... Uh, it's gorgeous. Time Magazine. <laughs> the most recent edition of Time Magazine has an article about virtual reality. I think it's actually like an interview with... Uh, with What's his name? Uh, fuck, what is his name? Who cares? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's about virtual reality. Quentin and the, Tarantino. Yeah, the cover of this article... The cover of the magazine for this edition... Is a, a slightly overweight, pale dude not wearing shoes, floating in the air above a beach while wearing Oculus Rift
0: and wearing a an ill-fitting knit baby blue polo. Yes, is that puke baby green. I don't know what it is. I'll but call it, doesn't it baby matter. blue. We'll call it baby blue. Palmer and, and jeans. Lucky Palmer. There we go. Palmer Lucky. Okay. Sorry. Wait. Uh, the name? Yeah, I that's thought, his name. I thought you were saying like some obscure fruity no. name of a color. No, like, Palmer uh,
1: Lucky is the guy who who runs Oculus.
0: Like fuchsia or turquoise. But no, like, like Palmer blue. But the guy does have
1: maybe not the best sense of style. But who am I to judge? Um,
0: he is the schlubby. He's the schlubby manchild, and he's frolicking <laughs> through the beach with his virtual headset. Yeah uh it's funny <laughs> it is, is funny. A funny picture
1: it is funny it, the, the, what was really funny is like when it first came out a lot of journalists were really freaking out about this like legitimately like angry and upset because they felt like it was oh, holding back on. virtual reality but i think they're real like i, I think i think it's misplaced um because I th- I think that their worry is legitimate in that like there's a stigma attached to virtual reality where people aren't are going to be like oh well you know this is weird and I don't like the where, where the world is moving where people are immersing themselves in other worlds and all that stuff that stigma is very real and I think that is going to be a problem that VR has to overcome but I don't think that Time's magazine creates that stigma I think it's just it's just a reflection of that already existing stigma but it, regardless VR is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing, and it's going to be big. I, 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 I can almost guarantee it. But uh, it is a funny cover. You should look it up. Uh,
0: <laughs> it, it does. It is how people see virtual reality. It, uh, I guess, like the your average Joe, the yeah, working yeah. stiff we were talking about earlier, who's going to buy Metal Gear from the Konami trailer. The working stiff will see the. Uh, person they expect to be wearing virtual reality headsets and they'll say hmm i think i know what this is let me check it out uh, yeah it's understandable from a from one it, glance I and then they might read the article
1: from a purely i guess artistic standpoint the cover's terrible first of yeah. all it's not yes. a good photoshop it's actually a, a, it's an atrocious photoshop uh it's
0: like a it's like a magic wand tool <laughs> point click. they just like <laughs> the, lighting the background. Doesn't match up yeah.
1: they didn't make a shadow or anything um but also, just like, conceptually, the whole idea of virtual reality is that it can be anything you want. And and this is just a dude in some yeah. jeans at a beach, uh, which you can do in real life very easily. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like they're missing the point. And if you want to, like – if you want to be like, okay, escape from your real life and enter paradise, then, like, put him in, like, work clothes or something. Like, he just came home from work and he's trying to enjoy a day at the beach or something. I don't know. It's just – it's just a really bad cover all around, uh, but it is funny. Lots of f- funny stupid shit happening in video games right now. Yes.
0: Oh, 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 S- oh. Speaking of when funny stupid shit, VR, no, no. Oh, okay. Because you know, I made a funny joke. It was really hilarious. It really rocked the world when I said the guy's name was Quentin Tarantino when it wasn't. But speaking of Quentin Tarantino, oh, yeah. Uh, did you see the new trailer? I did. I did see did. I did. It was it. cool.
1: It is cool. I, I'm surprised at how much like Django Unchained it looks.
0: Yeah, I, it, I, I, it feels kind of... like how similar Pulp Fiction was in style to Reservoir Dogs. It kind of feels like yeah, that, yeah. that connection.
1: Yeah, because um, like it's obviously not the same thematically at all, but right. but setting wise, 100. Uh, I, I I I that surprised me a little bit because I thought. I I don't know. I don't know if that's like a. I guess it's both. Probably. I don't. I was gonna say I don't know if it's like a marketing move or 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 like I a personal preference move. I, I
0: think he basically does whatever he wants. Yeah, and he but Django movie.
1: Unchained was really really successful. Yeah,
0: because so. there's little Western elements in all of his movies. Like there's the uh, yeah even the the there's music from westerns. In, oh, definitely. Inglorious Bastards. There's uh, what was it? There is. Um, like this, some of the standoffs in uh, Kill Bill and Reservoir
1: Dogs, the the Mexican standoff, uh, the plot of Reservoir Dogs in a lot of ways is is a is a Western plot. Uh, So uh, yeah, and then
0: he he definitely proved that he can direct a good Western, and he probably enjoyed the shit out of it and wanted to do it. I think
1: he did definitely. So I I I do think it's probably mostly. I mean, and Quentin Tarantino is the kind of director that's just gonna be like, I'm gonna do what I want. That's that's the whole appeal of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So uh yeah I, i'm really I, glad it was good this
0: is getting made because yep. it was so close to not uh, really yeah oh do, well so i haven't the heard script, of the script got leaked the mm. entire script of the movie got leaked and um he was obviously furious as he should be and he basically said well i'm not going to make it now and i'm we're just going to have <sighs> a, a fake we remember this we're just going to have a, a table reading of it at a, <laughs> a live event to a small audience, and that's going to be it. Then it's going to be gone. But he decided to make it in the end, which is awesome because it looks great. It looks yeah. like it's going to be another another solid entry in the Tarantino canon. Yep. yep. It kind of reminds me of that um, Mission in Oblivion where you're in the house Oh, with the, mur- with the murder mystery. Yeah, I don't know what definitely. the movie is actually about, but it's like locked in a house. I'm just sure that there's some.
1: I bet there is some common um, origin there that we're not yeah, aware of. I don't.
0: Of. I don't know. Yeah, obviously, Oblivion didn't originate. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's just what I know it from. Yeah, uh, uh, but anyway, know, just the the locked in a enclosed space scenario with an interesting mystery, and yeah, the the snowy cool. outside setting seems like it's really gonna. Oh man. I hope I don't he know, plays with that a lot. Yeah. I don't know what exactly it's gonna bring to it, but man, just kind of picturing the 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 pot boiling inside and then just the outside being oh boom, it's gonna be great.
1: <laughs> You're clearly very excited. I am, um, I am. I'm really Speaking glad. of speaking of Tarantino, uh I I skipped through a developer commentary for hot fuzz because I was watching those um oh. every every frame of painting videos. And the one on Hot Fuzz, or the one on, on, on uh, Edgar, Wright. Uh, Edgar Wright, is is a very, very good video. It's, it's my favorite one of that series, uh, and I highly recommend it. Um, but it, will, it kind of made me want to watch Hot Fuzz again, and I was, like, searching for it or something, and stumbled across the commentary, and I started just kind of skipping through it and listening to it. It's a commentary between Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino, interestingly really? enough. Yes.
0: Okay, I have to watch this. Yeah, uh,
1: and it's a full commentary, and it's not like... Like, they're not, I don't think they ever really, like, comment on what's happening on the film. So I don't think it's one of those things that you necessarily need to watch the film with it. Like, I don't even think they start with, like, a timing thing or anything. Um, although I guess it was supposed to be on the DVD. So, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it uh, they're, they they discuss a lot of, like, Tarantino goes into detail discussing some, some of the work he's done. And I didn't listen to the whole thing. I was skipping through it, but I, I do plan to. Um, he mentions in Reservoir Dogs, that uh (laughs) this is really cool the uh the diner scene you know the diner scene where yeah they're at the end of the diner scene
0: yeah
1: yeah at the end of the diner scene where they're calling out steve buscemi and and uh and the boss guy is there counting the money and stuff uh if you watch tarantino which he's one of the characters on at the table if you watch him he he says in the commentary, like, I was in full director's mode. I was not playing a character at all. And you can clearly see me, like, reacting to actors nailing their lines. <laughs> and if you watch it, it is – like, watching it now is the most obvious thing in the world. Like, it's like, how did I even miss that? But obviously your attention isn't focused on him. But, like, he's sitting there, like, laughing and, like, just blatantly reacting to, to these That's actors great. saying their lines. And then, like, he raises his hand at the end of the last line to say, cut – but one of the actors gets up and starts walking out, and then the other actors get up, and he's he's got his hand in the air, and he's kind of looking around, and he's laughing, and then he just brings it down and gets up and I walks away with that. the rest of them. Oh, that's really cool.
0: That's what he was going to do? Yeah, he was, was going to say Go cut. cut. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I just like thought it, in- it was like a little yeah in the context of the in. scene
1: in the context yeah. of the scene like you could say like well it's just this character reacting to them saying funny things or whatever but no it, it was totally him being a director uh it, it's and it's and if you go back and you should go back and watch it and it it's like oh god this makes perfect sense uh it's that's so I, cool. I love little things like that that you learn about these movies especially since reservoir dogs is like kind of one of my favorites and and i i'd never noticed that and that's that's just so cool um yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I was suddenly reminded of that because I, I I meant to mention that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's really cool. I need yeah. to see that. It yeah. reminds me of uh, some behind-the-scenes Evangelion stuff. An interview with Anno that I uh, read You gotta bring the nerds. That was much gayer. It. Literally, literally gayer. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, you know. Okay, yeah, let's get nerdy about it. Oh you know boy. episode 24 where Shinji and Kaoru are in the bath, right? Yes. Uh apparently his like co-scriptwriter for that episode wanted to make it like really really homoerotic. It was already
1: very homoerotic.
0: Well, yeah, but it 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 fit in the show oh, the, the way it was, but the original idea was for them to be like Naked in a stream, like frolicking under the moonlight and like Great. rubbing each other and i was like we I'm not going to do this <laughs> yeah, that's my behind the scenes bit of <laughs> director's insight that. that I'm bringing to the table and oh show. man all right um, yeah so it seems like that's it
1: I think so week. I can't think of anything else right I on. could probably sit here and think about behind the scenes facts for for a long time, but I'm not going to.
0: Well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And this, by the way, if you're already subscribed, is the new channel. Well, I don't know why I'd have to tell you that. But you should tell your friends. If you're your not friends. already
1: subscribed, this is the new channel.
0: If you're not already subscribed, subscribe. The podcast is going to be here. Tell your grandma. Tell your uncle and your boss. And, yeah, tell just spread the channel around. Because yep. this is where we're going to do things. And the website, you know... Brand, market, alphabet. The brand, exactly. Good night, uh, people.
1: <laughs> Good night.